Hello everyone. Well, uh, we have had two consecutive episodes of uh, enjoyable banter and wonderful insights from uh, Roshan Tyagrajan and Sydney Kiran. Uh, today there is a slight change in voice in the IPL podcast of the DH Radio. Roshan has taken a break, but the show must go on, right? So this is me, Vivek M V, and uh, with me I have the ever enthusiastic Sydney Kiran. We both will be talking about everything that grabbed our attention in the first half of the Indian Premier League. Hi, Sydney. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. So I mean, uh, when the pandemic hit us, there was a huge doubt about whether the IPL will go on or not. And suddenly here we are, like at the end of the first half. So how how has it been uh, for you? Like, uh, what have you liked and what have you not? And uh, how's the tournament going for you? Well, I've really liked the tournament so far. What has been really interesting for me, what's really impressed me about the tournament so far is the performance of Delhi Capitals and Royal Challengers. And because normally, if you look at IPL, Mumbai has won it four times, Chennai has won it three times. So basically, in 12 editions, these two teams have won almost more than half the number of titles. These two teams have generally dominated. And in that, Chennai when didn't even play two seasons. They're suspended because of all the allegations that there. So among the heavyweights, Mumbai is the only team that has looked very assured, whereas CSK have not really looked that good, and SRH has blown hot and cold. KKR has blown hot and cold. These are the other two teams who have won two titles each. SRH, of course, has taken charges. So, so this uh, because if you look at it, two three teams two teams dominating a league is may look good, but in the long run, it's really not nice. Like you take the Spanish La Liga, for example. You only have Barcelona and Real dominating, and earlier in EPL you had United dominating or Arsenal dominating. So when that happens, and if you take F1 also, it it has become very boring now because Mercedes and Hamilton are the, are dominating it completely. So this uh, Delhi Capitals and Royal Challengers really stepping up, really doing well, and they are in the top half of the table right now. And another three wins, and they could really make it through the playoffs. So that's what's been really impressive for me. I've really liked it. Talking about other teams, CSK has been very bad. I mean, we expected CSK. I mean, such a thing to happen for CSK because uh, they've got a lot of aged players. We spoke about it in detail in the last podcast, where I felt that uh, that one or two wins is what CSK could do, and in the longer run, they could be really hurt. And that is proving here. Rajasthan Royals have a good side, but they've blown. But you don't know which Rajasthan Royals is turning up to draw a battle. They pretty much look like uh, Pakistan. One day they come and chase uh, to over 200 runs, and another day they end up folding up for 140. And even day for yesterday's day for yesterday's match, they had it pretty much under control. But they bungled up in the chase. Delhi bowled very beautifully towards the death, and uh, they were able to stifle a big hitter like Rahul Tewatia. They, we don't know what side of RR is turning up. Uh, to put it, to summarize, I feel it's been a very interesting IPL so far. Halfway through, some good matches have been there. It started off really well with some really high-speed chases. Now the pitches are starting to show the effect. They're a little on the slower side. 
so the bowlers are coming into effect so win scores of about 150 160 are quite competitive and quite challenging so it's been good so far for me right uh, the operative word uh, is uh, that it's interesting uh, i think you summed it up really nicely like if if at all the tournament has got gone according to the script you would have seen mm-hmm. csk dominating and delhi once again you know uh, undergoing a poor start so i mean you know coming to the uh, the tradition of ipl if you see Mm-hmm. There are a lot of individual brilliances that we always brace up to, right? Like, say, a Malinga-Yorker or a Malinga final over or, say, a Dhoni finish or a fantastic Kohli knock. So, at the same time, uh, similarly, there is uh, another player called A.B. De Villiers. So, and we always uh, brace up for the magic that he does. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, uh, it, it, it took a while. Uh, he did score a 50 in the first match of uh, RCB. But what really attracted and grabbed our attention was the proper AB knock that he played against mm-hmm. uh, Kolkata Knight Riders. So, 33 balls, 73. And once again, he, he forces us to, you know, use a lot of uh, adjectives and give new names to him. We already have something like, say, Mr. 360, uh, complete man, mm-hmm. complete cricketer. So, a modern genius. So, I mean, uh, how was that knock for you? And I'm really happy that you didn't cover the game. I think you just watched it as a fan. Yeah, I did. You did not have to uh, write about it. There was no pressure of uh, yeah. reporting. So, yeah. how was that knock? Wow, fantastic. Brilliant. Uh, I mean, just four days back when Nadal beat Djokovic in the French Open final. So, when people asked Djokovic, so Djokovic said that uh, there are no adjectives to describe Nadal's domination on play court, especially at Roland Garros, another French Open. I mean, this the guy who's won 13 titles out of 15 appearances. So, he said you can use any number of adjectives. There won't be enough to describe his performance. And you can go on using adjectives. And I think that's what comes to me when A.B. de Villiers uh, bats. Because uh, what do you call him? You can call him a genius. You can call him a maverick. You call him sensational. You call him exceptional and the kind of batting that he does and what really strikes out is the way he bats because with the advent of T20 many felt that these naturally gifted batsmen or the technically sound batsmen might not stand a chance against the big hitters of like say a Chris Gale or a, a Kyron Pollard or Marcus Toynis and or even say Dwayne Bravo. But here is A.B. de Villiers. Uh, of course, he does all this moving around the crease and playing over deep square leg and then a cut shot over a backward point and does all this fantastic. But at the same time, he's so technically stung. And the great Surin Kavaskar himself was absolutely astonished at how technically sound. It's like after de Villiers played a few shots and when all his co-commentators went gaga gaga, all that Kavaska said was, look at his head position. And this Kavaska always notes, like, especially say when KL Rahul plays also, Kavaska says, look at his head position, it's so still. So similarly with AP, his head position is simply phenomenal. And his ball striking is brilliant. And he's so composed, he's so assured. And another fantastic part of AP is he just removes the pitch out of the equation, like say in that pitch that day when against KKR when they were playing, batsman after batsman are struggling and even Kohli who actually came back into form as the tournament progressed, even Kohli was struggling to meddle the ball. He was not able to play his cover drives, he was not able to you know flick the ball 
So Kohli obviously went to tried and tested. If things don't work out, he just goes for a singles and twos. But Abi just comes in there and just starts bang bang boom boom. Just picks his spots, and also he knows which bowler to attack. And I think he has a special gift of knowing what the bowler is about to deliver. And even if the bowler doesn't deliver that particular ball. at the extreme last second he's able to figure out okay this is not what's going to is coming out of his hand something else is coming out of hand and at the very last second he's able to manufacture a shot this manufacturing a shot at the very last second is a special gift i think uh, of course ab puts in a lot of hard yards harnessing all those skills in the nets but to execute it out in the middle is simply phenomenal and i mean you just even look at his numbers ever since he started playing in the ipl barring the 2008 season and the 2010 season where he averaged 19 and 15 he has always averaged over 35 uh, 40 in the remaining seasons and for a batsman to maintain that level of consistency for that long a period is actually totally magical right and uh, like you said you know how others struggled on that pitch there was the stock before the match that you know this is uh, rcb's first game in charge and how uh, their strong batting lineup can put something uh, above 200 and eventually rcb ended with around 190 but at the same time you know uh, there the, the, there were talks that uh, small boundaries so it should be easy for teams chasing but once you saw a uh, batsman from kolkata knight riders also struggle that is when you actually realize the magnitude of uh, ab devilliers uh, genius and the knock uh, that kind of proved to be the difference uh, between the two sides uh, uh, well put sidney and uh, see uh, we spoke about uh, you know uh, an experienced player kind of uh, doing what he is expected to do but uh, there is another player uh, uh, named glen maxwell you know we had so much expectations from him another destructive white ball player uh, called as the big show but you know if you see his numbers there there's actually nothing to show uh, just you know 58 yeah. runs from seven games yeah so i mean uh, well, you you are disappointed because uh, he's also known as the game changer so i mean do you have uh, Where do you think he he has lost the plot? I mean, of course, this is just the first half. But uh, where do you think he uh, lost the plot, and uh, what explains this uh, failure from Maxwell? I think Maxwell has lost it uh, in head to to some extent, and also I think this whole thing about Maxwell being called the big show. Maybe he has done it with Australia, but even in Australia, if you've looked at it, he's been in and out of the side because he's not consistent enough. because there's one good knock followed by a series of failures and that has been his case in the IPL itself okay because for a batsman of maxwell stature if you look at it barring the 2014 season where he scored about 552 runs and the 2017 season where he scored 300 runs remaining he's been a total flop and uh, season after season he averages only about 14 or 15 and at the very beginning of his career he was playing as a top order batsman only now he is coming as a finisher in the kings 11 side and this time we can't even accuse that there has not been a platform laid also because kings 11 have generally gotten off to really solid starts mayank agarwal and kl rahul 
are taking are taken up the first two spots in the batting charts and have posted and each of them have scored centuries as well so maxwell has come in at the right time with a few overs to go where he can tee off but somehow it's not clicking and i think it's time that kings 11 you know ship maxwell off because the maxwell thing is experiment is really not working for them and they persist with him season after season after season expecting that this season could be the season where the big show really comes in uh, exhibits his uh, talent but it's not been happening and i think um, kings 11 need to let go of him and then try get somebody else if i would say that why not play gale and gale is fit now he has had his bout of foot poisoning gale is fit now so we they need to drop maxwell play gale maybe play gale as an opener okay and then have someone else come in and finish the games okay and maxwell kings 11 might say that maxwell is a good fielder and also bowls a couple of overs gale is also a decent spinner himself he can also come and deliver a couple of overs and i think another problem with maxwell is uh, some of the shots that he plays is uh, because uh, in cricket you know they use this word called shot selection which is very very important and uh, you saw ravi shastri accused rishabh pant of that and they said and ravi shastri and virat kohli said category told rishabh pant that unless you improve your shot selection then you're going to be out of the side and if you keep getting out links stupid shots then you're going to get a kick up your backside so that is a problem with maxwell i think his short selections have been abysmal sometimes he doesn't know what to think maybe he has way too much confidence in his abilities but he doesn't pay off and uh, if you look at his career graph also he's been very very inconsistent he's almost like the um modern day afridi to speak of because afridi also had the same problem the consistency consistency was a big problem in his career at least afridi did a lot of good things and but maxwell i don't know it's uh, been a huge let down it was expected uh, he came into the ipl with a good form with a blistering century uh, in england that helped australia win the series as well uh, but it's again proven that that was just one bright spot in a largely dark tunnel actually all right i mean uh, you said that uh, he's been around for a while that reminds mm-hmm. me that uh i just i was just reading one of his uh, press conference quotes and uh, he 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 said that uh, he hasn't got enough opportunities but what i feel is uh, considering his reputation he is con- mm. he is expected to change the game and even you know uh, kind of uh, play match winning knocks mm. or say cameos uh, in whatever opportunity he has got so i mean uh, he's not somebody who's just starting off to kind of use the word that he's not got more opportunities because he's that kind of uh, he's like an x factor in a team and wherever you walk in you're expected to kind of give that momentum to your uh, side so i think yeah, like we summed up he's he's had a uh, quite a disappointing tournament and uh, rightly said that it's high time uh, king silver punjab uh, bring in chris gale uh, in place of maxwell so we were talking about uh, these big hitters right ab maxwell uh, and day in and day out we also see in ipl a lot of uh, big hitting and uh, fast scoring and uh, but at the same time uh, we saw uh, a very very copybook style batting from virat kohli against uh, chennai super kings uh, that once again uh, you know uh, brings back uh, the discussion about how uh, technique and uh, 
copy book style batting is still relevant in the game that was known for uh, slam bang uh, way of approach so that that was a uh, a very very ambitious i mean typical kohli knock where he kind of trusted his abilities waited for his uh, uh, chances showed patience and then said the knock so i i found that as the best uh, knock in the last week yeah see uh, this whole thing when it comes to t20 this whole thing brings in comes in about technique is technique very important for t20 you can just have big powerful muscular batsmen so just go and talk the ball and you know keep hitting it out of the park like a say a pollard or a nicholas puran or a shimran hetmeyer when bravo even dhoni for that matter dhoni of old dhoni now is not able to hit the ball consistently out of the park but at the same time if you see that we need to have batsmen with solid technique because and batsmen who back the technique and and improvise on those technique I've been really successful. Now you take the Indian batsman for that matter, Rohit Sharma, a purely technically right batsman, especially it comes to white ball cricket. He takes his time to start off, but then when he gets going, he finishes off at a strike rate of about one thirty, one forty. Same thing with Kohli. Kohli needs time to take his get his eye in, but once he gets his eye in and when the shots start flowing, he's a different beast altogether. The same thing applies to. Uh, KL Rahul, Mayank Agarwal, and even across the world also. If you see like someone like a Babar Azam, he takes time, but once he gets his eye in, then he also can start scoring quite quickly. Technique is very very important. Just because you're playing in T20, if you forget technique and if you just come there and try to go bang bang, it's not going to really work out. And like if you take the ODI champions, England also. most of them actually technically sound batsmen like even a guy like ben stokes is very very sound his technique is really good his head position his bat flow even someone like a morgan uh, even jason roy is quite outlandish he's got a solid technique actually so he is not someone a marauder who just comes in and they just go bang 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 so it's important it's vital and uh, it's nice to see these uh, technically sound batsmen do well in the ipl itself which shows that uh, uh, you just don't need to come in and be a belter to excel in this shortest format yeah i mean taking time right like you mentioned uh, mm. how important it is to take time and then kind of and that uh, when it gives you confidence like if you see in kohli's face the confidence kind of intimidates the opponent once he's set uh you know that uh, there is something special coming from him so yeah uh, we spoke about uh, contrasting batting styles uh, the disappointment of ipl but what about uh, the surprise sydney like uh, royal challengers bangalore uh, often uh, known as poor starters suddenly uh, i mean at least in the last five season i don't remember them uh, winning five matches out of seven and uh, suddenly the memes have gone down uh, and uh, yeah. there have been no talks about uh, how poor their bowling is so how do you explain this uh, turnaround yeah i think for starters one the batting the dependence on kohli and ab is reduced so devdath has come in and has taken the tournament by storm and he's uh, looks so confident 
He's a naturally aggressive attacking batsman. We have seen him so much in the Ranji Trophy as well. He's very calm. He's very assured. A very decent kid. Is a very focused kid. Finch has also done well. Hasn't set the tournament ablaze. But he's... When Padikal has been going great guns at the other end, Finch has sort of held his own at the other end. And a match or two when Padikal hasn't done well, Finch has been able to tee off. And... Even in the finishing, I think Shivam Dubey has come in and stepped up to the plate a little bit. Has got those couple of good knocks there. So, batting with others, all chipping around these two has been one. Second, the most important has been the bowling. Because one of the biggest letdowns for RCB, in fact, they call it, we keep using it in our copies on a daily, on a regular basis, Achilles heel has been the bowling because uh, especially in the second match against when they played Kings XI Punjab and where they were hammered all over the ground, uh, Kevin Peterson also said that unless RCB improves the bowling, uh, they're not going to be a good side because you need to have decent bowling uh, you know, to be a competitive side. So, in on that front, Navdi Saini has been really good. He had a good season last year. He just carried on from there. Because that good season really helped him to gear an India cap as well. He's carried on from there. Chahal has been really good. He's always he's been the A spinner for RCB, and he's yet again delivered this season as well among the top wicket takers. The return to form of Washington Sudhar has been a huge thing for RCB because he came into the RCB side as someone who who's a very frugal bowler who can. Almost like how when Ashwin started bowling, you know, in the initial days of career, not giving too many runs, having the skill to bowl in the power play. But the last couple of seasons were quite bad for Washington. The batsmen found him out and uh, beat the power play or middle phase or even towards the latter phase. Batsmen are just easily hitting him and he lost a little bit of this one direction. But now he's come in really well, has put in a lot of work in the off season, has worked on his bowling has um, and the 21 year old has shown that you know what a talent he is and now he's coming into the power play he has the best economy of among all the spinners and not just economy his economy is about five sorry 4.9 i'm sure and then at the same time he's he's been amongst the wickets as well and him applying pressure choking the run flow forces the batsman to take on someone like Chahal. And Chahal has been given the freedom to, you know, give some flight, give some loop, give some air. And then he's been able to take the wickets. And the bowling at the depth has also been uh, really good. Uh, the arrival of Morris has been fantastic. Morris is able to deliver those yorkers, a couple of slower balls. And Morris has given the attack a slightly sharper edge. And as I spoke about Saini, Saini has been great, not just at the beginning of the innings, but even towards the death bowling, he's been able to deliver those yorkers. He's full, he's fast, he's straight, has got the bounces as well. And uh, I'm really surprised with Siraj. The last match, Siraj played really well. Because normally, as you know, and uh, we talk off the record, we always keep mocking that if Kohli gives the ball in Siraj's hands or Umesh Yadav's hands, then uh, RCB are going to get hammered. Right. Yeah, and Umesh, sadly, it happened at the right. beginning, which which uh, broke the door for uh, Siraj. And Siraj has also done well. 
Udana has been slightly up and down. I mean, he there are a couple of matches he looks quite confident. A couple of matches he's bowled astray, and he's supposedly a T20 specialist, and that's why uh, RSP have him. But I guess he will find his range. So I just wanted to stress one thing. I think, and also the overall confidence on the side is good because uh, uh, in about three four interactions, uh, be it Kohli or Chahal, they've consistently repeatedly spoken about that 2016 feeling being there in the side this year. The 2016 is when RSP went to the final and lost in the final. So after that, they've you know always battled for the wooden spoon, 17, 18, and 19. So they and we initially thought that uh, they're just saying it for the heck of saying it, or you know, to get a good vibe in the team. But then they're proving it out in the field. There's uh, there is a certain element of uh, calmness, and I think all the other players are also believe in their abilities now. So the arrival of Katich and Hessen, I think, may have been uh, uh, done wonders for the team. So and so, what do you think, Vivek? You also must have been really surprised with uh, RCB. Of course, I mean, uh, what what uh, you spoke about this, uh, how the team feels, right? I think that's very important. Uh, uh, how uh, they feel as a unit, uh, because uh, like you said, sometimes you you excellently put it that sometimes when when they speak to the media, we we do feel that you know it is just uh, you know talking for the sake of it. But we know that the team is kind of not uh, performing as. unit but this time i feel that uh, they are quite confident calm on the field mm-hmm. and uh, a kind of uh, responding to each other in a really nice way so mm-hmm. that that is one thing that i found it as a plus and also in bowling it is not that rcb uh, has had poor bowlers in the past but the problem was that uh, one or two bowlers would kind of uh, let the team down so the hard work of the other three or other two bowlers would just go down the drain but here uh like in the interaction now you picked at least seven bowlers name mm-hmm. all of them in their own way they've contributed so that is excellent at the same time uh the individual perform- performers mm-hmm. the newcomers especially i i i really like the way they've kind of responded to the demands of the team mm-hmm. uh, you spoke about devdat padikal he's a newcomer uh finch has not played for rcb but kind of uh, has gotten used to the setup the shivam dubey who is in a, in his own way he is playing the role of a finisher so this this has been that kind of a performance where everything has uh, kind of worked well but sydney you you have covered this team for a long time so for the second half uh, if i may to ask, if i were to ask how do you predict rcb shaping up this is uh, like a, like a half done as of now a good beginning is just half done so uh, what happens in the second phase uh, and they're also uh, a team that has kind of uh, choked at, at the big stage like they they have not won uh, three finals yeah. So, do you see, uh, you know, what is important for RCB? Like, this is such a uh, encouraging start. But what is important for RCB going forward? Like, what's important for RCB is to continue to do the same thing. Because now, if you look at uh, the two most successful teams in the IPL, that is Mumbai Indians, that have won four titles, and CSK with three titles, their recipe is quite simple. You know, they have a couple of superstar players. In terms of CSK, it was Raina and Dhoni. in mumbai indians it was about rohit sharma and uh, kairan pollard so and then you had a 
few players who would revolve around them. In CSK, you had these uh, bowlers. You had even Harbhajan uh, pitching this one. And all these small... And in Mumbai's case, you have Hardik Pandya and Kunal Pandya and these. So, the main... For success for IPL or, in fact, any event for that matter is you always have these one or two star players which RCB had in have in terms of uh, AB and Kohli. But most important thing is in a team sport is how others chip around. That is what was really lacking for RCB over the years because the batting was overtly dependent on these two. And on the bowling front, there was no leader as such. I mean, there was nobody who could, you know, lead the bowling with confidence. And even, as you said, bowling, uh, till about last year, Chahal was ploughing a lone furrow for RCB. He was the only one spinner that uh, Kohli could really, you know, bank upon and hand the ball. Last two seasons, Washington was a bit of a disappointment. Uh, and even in the pace bowling, the Dale Stein experiment really didn't work for RCB. They got him and They've got him again this year, but uh, Stain has been going for runs and the age is showing up. So, this team effort is what is vital and that is what RCB have done well in the last seven matches. And I think they need to carry that forward. Uh, Devdutt needs to carry on because it's only seven matches that he has played and you know, and what you need now, what you've done in the last seven is immaterial in IPL, as you know. The second half is what is very, very crucial because take Kings eleven for example. Last season, they went off to a blazing start. If I'm not wrong, I think they won uh, six out of the opening seven games or five out of the opening seven games. But then they ended up uh, right. losing pretty much 80%, 90% of the second half of the games. So, RCB needs to watch out. And the competition is also quite stiff now because... Uh, Mumbai are on 10 points, Delhi are on 12 points, RCB are on 10 points. And then um, you can never count out KKR and SRH uh, because uh, they are, they won the titles earlier, the last couple of... Uh, so, SRH has won it one, once in the current form and uh, KKR have won the title. So, they know what needs to be done. They, they all know that the second half of the season is the most important thing. So, they need to maintain the same intensity. The bowlers have to be very disciplined. I think the pitches will start getting a little uh, helpful for the bowlers now. We've been seeing in the last week or so. Right. Uh, you've not been seeing too many 200s now. The scores have come down to, uh, competitive scores have come down to about 160, 170 or about, between 150 to 170 is uh, quite a competitive score now. Even this one, given, even, given the due factor in place. So, that's one thing. So, if they continue this method, which they have to, then I can see RCB going quite deep into the tournament. Right. So, I think, yeah, consistency is key. I mean, that reminds me of another team that you actually mentioned during your uh, earlier analysis. That is the Delhi Capitals, right? So, yeah. when, when you talk about RCB, uh, they always get a lot of attention because of their star-studded lineup, right? There, there was always Gale, uh, De Villiers, Kohli for the longest of time. Uh, but uh, with Delhi Capitals, uh, you don't uh, get that 
started failing and there is a lot a lot of attention when a tournament begins on delhi captains like you have for say a chennai super kings because of their uh, three titles or mumbai indians who always start favorites but uh, a team like delhi i think they've shown that you know if you do your job uh, properly and if you like you know work as a team you need not have uh, a big name and yet you can still you know uh, be on like second or on the top of the table so delhi capitals have also been equally surprising as uh, rcb i feel yeah 100% uh, vivek totally i remember that before the tournament started and we had to make the preparations about you know trying to analyze each team's fortune so uh, i was tasked with delhi and i was researching about delhi and i found it how perfectly balanced the side is and be it the batting or the bowling department now you take batting they have katrisha shikadavan they have uh, shreyas ayer they have rishabh pan um, uh, hetmayer and then take the bowling they have uh, they had uh, amit mishra who sadly is injured now but they have akshar patel and um, ashwin and all of them are indian internationals ashwin of course still plays uh, test matches you know and and you take the bowling they have probably the best fast bowler in the world right now kagiso rabada and uh, phenomenal talent um, great at the start brilliant at the death as well this heinrich nokke was was a good pick also i think because he's got phenomenal pace which you saw in the last game those 151 km per hour yorker was um, scintillating to look at in fact in one of the interactions itself and i was talking to uh, it was with the uh, one of the coaching staff mohammed kaif and i was reading out the names and uh, i was talking about how balanced the uh, the delhi side is and i forgot to mention one name marcus stoinis what a revelation he has been for uh, dc so if you on paper and if you compare them to every other side in the ipl they look perfect i mean you take the opening for that matter you have pratisha who's who's a naturally attacking player who can just tee off from the word go you have davan is india opener and who takes his time but when he gets going he can be a, something else on his day uh, shreyas iyer is another uh, almost like the kohli mold of you know uh, pure batting but aggressive batting and if fantastic game spinners then you have the big hitters in rishabh pant and uh, uh, marcus stoinis okay there's hetmeyer as well if you throw him into the picture and even in the spin bowling they have akshar patel and uh, uh, ashwin ashwin can be the wicket taking spinner and akshar patel can be the one who who controls runs uh, and he's quite has been quite economical as well uh, ever since he started to play and fast bowling as i said who are the best fast bowlers nokke and so so they did they have done a fantastic job with the auctions i think they really figured because uh, at least rcb have had about they finished runners up on three occasions so despite their failures rcb there have been a few seasons when they've done well but that has not been the case with delhi uh, barring that season with virendra sehwag when they finished runners up they pretty much you know battle for the wooden spoon so every time a season starts no one looks at delhi and says okay 
this is a side that's going to do something. Everyone just writes them off because it's been that failure after failure after failure after failure. It's almost, if you talk, take in football parlance, they are the bottom dwellers who always battle for the relegation spots to stay alive. And there have been relegations, they have been relegated many times. So, and they, I think the management's uh, uh, sat before the auctions, figure out what sort of squad they want. And they filled in those pieces really well. They picked the right person. They've got a good mix of youth come experience. Uh, got good foreign players. And they invested really well. And all that is uh, repaying for Delhi. And uh, given that the only problem right now for Delhi has been the injuries to Pant and uh, Shreyasair. Uh, hopefully, it's not very serious. Uh, and if they can recover, because now is the most crucial phase, because they always talk about momentum in IPL. And if these two players are injured and if they're out and Delhi ends up losing two, three matches and that bad habits could catch on, like it happened to Kings Eleven. So I just hope that these guys recover. If they recover, then uh, I see Delhi as being the team to finish at least in the top two or top three spots. Right, and also uh, what this balance does is they're never out of a game, right? Uh, yeah. They're always in the game. Uh, if you take any match uh, recently against RCB, uh, the top order didn't uh, kind of fire exactly, but uh, the way Morris responded and played such a quick knock, and uh, right after that, Hetmeyer also kind of uh, stepped up and said, you know, you, hey, even I can uh, play the finisher's role. So, they're always in the game. Like a couple of days back, uh, the, the way they defended against Rajasthan Royals, once again, a small total. But yeah. they didn't uh, rattle them that, you know, that the opposition is kind of catching up with the run rate. Uh, that's also because, uh, like you mentioned, when, when they have a bowler like Rabada, uh, you yeah. can always uh, trust him to uh, kind of have a, like a, a penultimate over that goes for just three runs. And he even picks up a wicket. So, that way, I think uh, the balance gives them this uh, uh, kind of a strength to always be in the game. And that's kind of the most important quality in T20. Where it's like the shortest format, there's no time. And uh, once you lose grip, uh, it's tough to be back. So, yeah. uh, Sydney, so we spoke about surprises. uh, We spoke about disappointments. I thought we'll also bring in a common trend. That is, uh, the spinners have been doing really well this IPL. Uh, we always speak about the role of spinners, be it one-day national or T20s. But uh, in this tournament, I feel the confidence that captains have in giving spinners uh, a role like when it comes to you know uh, taking a big wicket or uh, bowling them at crucial junctures or trusting them in these low totals, they've, they've always stepped up. So I, I found this as a very, a very very nice trend. It's really nice to see these spinners kind of challenge even the best in the business and even uh, come out successful. Yeah, I mean, uh, you said it right, uh, Like uh, Even I've been really um, impressed with the performance of spinners because before the tournament could start, everyone were talking about how the spinners could be very effective in this IPL because it's happening in the Middle East where the pitches are supposed to assist the spinners because of the slow and low bounce. And, but when the IPL started, I think they were all fresh pitches laid out in the UAE. And also with the dew in hand, the spinners were not really effective when the 
captains, most of the teams banked on the pacers to get the job done. When pacers, of course, you saw that few of the balls slipping out of the hands and beamers coming in, so it was difficult. But I think later on, uh, the spinners have been uh, smart about their craft. Uh, like take, uh, they figured out that couple of grounds in UAE, the longer boundaries on one side and the shorter boundaries on the other side. So the captains are entrusting the spinners to come and bowl from an end where the longer boundaries on the on side, which gives them a more chance of picking up a wicket because the batsman would go after them. And also, uh, the way the spinners have bowled the, the song. So, you've been having this two category of spinners. Now, you have someone like uh, uh, Yuzvendra Chahal and Ashwin and Ravi Bishnoi, as well as Rashid Khan. Now, these are the kind of bowlers who don't hesitate to give the ball a little air, give the ball a little slide, give it a little loop. They almost entice the batsman into coming in, playing, attacking them. They don't mind getting hit for a odd boundary here or there, but then they always have a good chance of picking the wickets. And for example, you take Chahal, he's bowling this new line where he's bowling a little wide off the off stump and forcing the batsman to either hit it against the spin or through the spin onto the offset. And the batsmen are finding it very difficult. Uh, Rashid Khan is varying his pace brilliantly. Some of the balls come really fast and some of them come really slow and the deception has been uh, insane to say the least. Bishnoi has been a surprise pick for me. I think him uh, being coached by Kumble has is going to work wonders to his confidence. You see that energy in him, you see that confidence in the way that he's coming and bowling. And we spoke about Washington at the very beginning, where he's just had an economy of uh, 4.9. And even uh, so, I think you have two moles of spinners one who are ready to attack, and the others who are who bowl defensive lines, uh, sort of contain runs and help the other spinner to come and take the wickets. Like you take RCB, Washington, so the just wicket to wicket basic off-spin bowling that he does. And the batsman knows what's coming at him, but because of Washington's high arm action and the extra bounce that he gets, it's difficult for the batsman also to step down the track and hit him over. And Aksar also is doing, Aksar is another tall uh, spinner left arm. So, he's also been able to uh, contain the batsman quite well. So, it's nice. It's... uh, uh, They've shown that it's not a craft that is lost. Uh, they've shown that uh, it's still they can still be quite effective in this uh, version of cricket where they can they get tonk quite easily. Right, and I, I hope this continues because uh, if you see the battle, uh, you mentioned about variations, right? All these bowlers, what they bring in. Mm. So I hope this continues because uh, it adds to the charm of this kind of format, right? Where you you like to see the batsman figure out the bowler, struggle to negotiate. And it's wonderful to see these slow bowlers come up with their own variations and tricks. 
and uh, challenge the best in the business. So I hope this continues. So this brings us to the next week, right? Uh, this week it is. I'm sorry. So uh, there are like uh, three key matches that I see are going to be really interesting. Uh, one because of the teams involved, obviously, and also one because of the current situation that they are in. So first, I would uh, pick Delhi Capitals versus uh, Chennai Super Kings. Uh, and under pressure, Chennai Super Kings is something that we have not often seen, at least in the last decade. Uh, this is a team that has uh, qualified at every single uh, IPL, but whereas now they are battling hard to do the same. Uh, I think it's too early to say though they have uh, they won their last game. I think it's still too early to say that CSK is in a position to stage a terrific comeback. It it all depends on the, the number of wins they produce from here. But like the cliche goes, they keep saying that don't write this team off. Uh, but somehow this edition, I've never seen them uh, play like they have in the past, where they they, they are in trouble. Say in 2010. I think the last time they lost uh, these number of matches and they went on to win the title. But uh, that is what we call it as the peak CSK, right? But here, mm-hmm. uh, I don't see uh, CSK being in that mold or that form. So do you think uh, this will be CSK's uh, kind of a comeback time? Uh, I don't think, Vic, I would like to reiterate pretty much what I spoke last week itself. CSK look quite old. And uh, this is a very long tournament, and the conditions there are not uh, friendly. It's hot, it's humid, the weather's quite punishing, you know, on the wrong side of the 30s. And it's very difficult for these players to, you know, play a match, recover, and come back again in three days and play with the same intensity because IPL is one place where match after match you have to play with really high intensity. And for that, you need to be. Uh, really fit. And that's why in IPL, if you look at it, most teams try to have a balance of youth and experience. I mean, it's the case with every team, actually. Whereas here, tell me, where are the youngsters? I don't find many youngsters in the CSS side itself. And one thing I feel that has really hurt CSK is uh, Dhoni's captaincy. I'm not saying his, uh, not talking about decisions on the field. All over the years, the biggest X factor for CSK has been Dhoni's captaincy. And whenever the team has been really down, Dhoni is the one who's really come and played on really good knock and you know engineered their move. But Dhoni's batting has looked quite awful. I mean, you can see him play those one or two shots, real powerful, muscular shots down the ground or towards the deep mid-wicket or longer boundary. But then that is it. I mean, you don't... Dhoni is not able to play those 40-50 runs. Play that one knock that inspires the team. You know, you get... Like, say, take uh, RCB. Um, Kohli wasn't doing well uh, at the beginning. He was trying to, you know, struggling to middle the ball. But then he got that one blazing half-century. And that, that not only gave him the confidence... But that also gave the confidence to the team. And even Kohli now can have that, okay, even I'm back in form. Now he'll also have that confidence. And that confidence spreads to the team. So that is totally not there in CSK. Dhoni has looked uh, shorn of confidence, shorn of runs, and things are not working for him. And 
even before the tournament started, they took off on a wrong foot, you know, because they went and practiced in Chepak, players got positive, then when they came back, they came here. And then you had Raina going back, and Raina was almost like Dhoni's right hand, he was the Latin general for Dhoni, the commander. That really hurt them. On the batting also, there is, barring that one match where uh, Fab Duplessis and Shane Watson pulled off that wonderful chase where they batted the opposition out. In the other remaining games, they've struggled, you know. They've now promoted Sam Curran up the order to get those quick runs. But uh, none of the batsmen are able to tee off. Like, they, they take so much time to score runs. And even during the finish as well, they're not able to close up the games. Batsmen are not able to come and play the big shots instantly. Now, take, uh, rewind yourself five years back. You send Bravo with about, say, 10 runs required of three balls. Nine, you can, 90% you can say Bravo will do that match for you. Or say you send Bravo in the 18th over... He can just go there and tee off. You would get about some 25 runs or 30 runs in the last couple of overs and you push the score from a competitive one to an extremely challenging one. And the same thing that even with Dhoni, Dhoni could just uh, come in and play those uh, big shots. But that is not there in CSK. Whereas on the other hand, Delhi Capitals, we spoke at length a little while earlier, they just look completely all-round. They've got a Superb top order, uh, good middle order, a powerful lower middle order than Stoinis and Rishabh Pant, and two good spinners, two good pacers. I mean, it's the perfect side that you can ask for. A lot of youth there as well, barring Shikhar Dhawan. Every other is a young player, and sorry, even Ashwin for that matter. But most of them are all youngsters. They're hungry, they're you know, preparing to go. I would easily say that DC is going to win the match and win it by quite a handsome margin as well. All right. I mean, like like they say, when it rains, it pours. So, a host mm-hmm. of problems for CSK. Uh, about Dhoni, yeah. I mean, if you listen to the commentators, you know, I have a feeling that uh, they are stuck with the aura of Dhoni, right? Like, uh, whenever he's set to bat, uh, there's a lot of talk about how Dhoni in the past have has taken CSK over the victory line. But mm-hmm. what matters is uh, the numbers, right? What he has done in Correct. the recent mm-hmm. past. I mean, I, I think this is uh, Dhoni in his final leg. And obviously, he's not... Uh, uh, the Dhoni of the old. so And that is definitely affecting CSK. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I hope uh, CSK proves us wrong so that next week we'll have a lot of interesting things to talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second match, I feel, is uh, Kolkata Knight Riders and Sunrisers Hyderabad because IPL in, in the business end becomes uh, all about permutation and combination, right? Like you start uh, calculating numbers, mm-hmm. net run rate comes into play. So, this uh, battle of uh, mid-table battle, right, like uh, mm-hmm. a team which is on fourth spot and fifth spot, when they take on each other, that room for uh, uh, making errors are quite small. That is because, you know, you already know there are a couple of teams who have assured their spot and uh, you cannot let yourself be too late uh, to perform well. So, I think this match is going to be interesting in terms of how the table will shape up. Correct. Like, you know, in cricket, they always say that towards the end overs, uh, every boundary is like gold uh, for the batting side, of course. And whereas 
or dot ball is like goal for the the bowling side so similarly i think when it comes to the business end of the tournament every win is like a boundary for the side whereas for the team that loses uh, it's almost like a dot ball or in fact like a penalty this one because it's it's huge uh, no? so in that i think this is going to be a very very interesting fixture it's going to be a very uh, highly competitive uh, fixture as well because uh, srh uh, on paper they look a good squad because if you look at the batting you have david warner and johnny besto then you have manish pandey and kane williamson and these are four really quality batsmen out there uh, for you and the sad part for them was bhuvneshu kumar been injured but even otherwise they've historically been a very good bowling side and i think that was always a plus point for srh uh, but you have natrajan who's come in and stepped in really well the rashid khan who's doing quite well so uh, something is iffy with uh, srh this time you don't know why they are so inconsistent uh, because uh, they have one good match followed by another bad match and again it's just the uh, thing has been repeating maybe i feel that uh, they've taken the time and uh, we could see the real srh stand up in the business end because uh, guys like pesto and honor and williamson can be really destructive on their day and even i think manish pandey he's not had a really good ipl so far he has been one of really good players he's surpassed 3000 runs recently so he'll also be keen uh, kkr on the other hand uh, i can the same problem and uh, i think for kkr uh, dinesh kartik needs to really step up because among all the captains in the ipl i think he has been one of the captains who's really led the team on because you take other teams uh, uh, kohli has been fantastic for rcb and uh, shreya sir has been really good for dc and uh, kl rahul has been brilliant for kings 11 punjab although kings 11 punjab have been not doing really well uh, wana has done quite okay uh, he's not been that bad for uh, srh so rajasthan royals again i think smith has been another failure uh, a captain who's not been able to deliver dinesh kartik needs to go out there and play a really big knock because uh, i feel there's a clamor saying that why is dinesh kartik the captain when you have a world cup winning captain and owen morgan and owen morgan transformed the england side to you know because after they lost the world cup in 2015 and then after which they handed the reins over to morgan and what morgan did with the side and ended up helping them win the world cup so but uh, um the talks that we hear the, the team management saying that uh, there isn't anything like that who, Dinesh Karthik is our captain. He will continue to lead this side, and his captaincy also has been a bit. Uh, there's a lot of question marks about his captaincy as well, about pushing batsmen up and down the order, or of him coming too early at times. So he needs to go. He needs to play on a really solid captain's knock, so that that calms the dressing room, and he's also can be able to lead them from the front. Batting wise, I think KKR also is pretty okay because uh, they have. Uh, Owen Morgan is doing quite well. Shubman Gill has been fantastic uh, for them this season. 
and uh, Russell is still not arrived for the to the party. But once Dr. Dre arrives to the party, we all know what Russell can do. We can, I think, uh, um, plenty right. of cars, plenty of cars around the stadium could be damaged if uh, Russell comes into the party. And their bowling is quite decent. And uh, the two young kids have been phenomenal for me, Kamlesh Nagarkoti and Shivam Mavi. So they've shown good composure. So I would say this is an equal contest. Both the teams would be eager to win. But I would tip the scales in favor of uh, SRH this match. Right. I mean, uh, my next match is again involving KKR. It's KKR and RCB and uh, with Dinesh Karthik. Like you mentioned, uh, while he is uh, behind the stumps and, you know, leading the side, his uh, uh, changes in bowling or even field positions, uh, they have been not really bad because they kind of pulled off two close matches. Uh, they, they pulled off two close games. And uh, uh, his plus point is that you mentioned about Morgan, right? So, you have a couple of leaders in your side. And if you work in tandem, you actually can uh, win a lot of tense games. But uh, you, you are totally right in terms of his batting. Unless you kind of deliver from the front, set an example, uh, the team confidence kind of do not go up. So, uh, paring 150, Karthik has looked really out of sorts. Uh, so, I, I uh, talk about KKR and RCB because the last time when they played each other, it was a one-sided contest. Uh, but if you look at the names involved, uh, you expected KKR to give a fight, right? But uh, uh, thanks to ABD and uh, collective bowling performances from RCB, it kind of became a one-sided context. So, I think that makes this match more interesting because uh, this will be a payback time for KKR. And, uh, I mean, RCB knows what Russell can do. You mentioned about uh, ball going out of the stadium. Just last season, uh, he uh, tore apart the RCB bowling, scored more than 30 runs in an over. I, I, I don't remember. I think it was of uh, Tim Southey's bowling. Uh, so, that was a, a phenomenal effort from Russell. So, I feel this is a payback time for KKR and RCB should be more wary about their opponents. I think they'll be really dangerous, Kolkata Knight Raiders. Yeah, in this, uh, so this is the other game that we're talking about, right? KKR versus RCB. Right, the final KKR and RCB, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, so in this game, yes, uh, uh, the, we we know what happened the last time these two sides met. Uh, RCB posted a, a really convincing victory. And I think that win is what helped reduce uh, RCB's net run rate as well. Because after RCB lost against Kings Eleven Punjab by about 80 odd runs, a run rate ventured into the negative territory. So, the win against KKR really helped them re reduce that uh, run rate. So, again, so although RCB is uh, slightly ahead of KKR at this uh, stage, um, we know how quickly things can change in IPL, especially in the, in the, in the home stretch. If KKR can pull off a win, then it will put a lot of pressure on the RCB. So, going by, say, uh, four, I think RCB looked a slightly better side because they have a little more confidence. The batting is quite good. And uh, the bowling attack is also better. I think that is where this contest could be decided because KKR also have a, a good uh, batting side because uh, they have Morgan, they have Russell, they have Shubhan Gill. 
when uh, rana is quite nitish rana is quite uh, quite good as well where kkr like is the bowling because and also after with uh, sunil narayan been called for chucking there's apprehensions in the kkr camp as well they don't know whether to hand him the ball or not hand him the ball so and once you called for chucking then it's always playing at the back of your mind so even the bowlers also not very confident about what he's going to deliver because uh, even i mean every time he is about to deliver a ball that thing is going to be playing at the back of his mind so he really can't focus on the challenge at the challenge and this is not the first time that's happened to sunil narayan it's happened earlier as well so even that also be playing into his mind so and if you remove sunil narayan from bowling then it's a huge huge dent for uh, kkr because kkr bank on him a lot because not only is sunil narayan one of their main wicket takers but he is also very good on the economic front you know he gives away very little runs uh, batsmen find it difficult to pick him we don't know which one's coming in which one's moving away so you know a big trump card on the bowling front also for kkr so if he's not able to bowl it's going to be a, a huge problem for uh, huge shoes for kkr to fill so since the bowling appears a little weaker as compared to rcb and also i think uh, kkr's bowling is also not very experienced uh, as for my because uh, you take the two paces shivam mavi and kamlesh nagarkoti they are very very young they are 20 21 with not much experience and they've coming into the season also post uh, long injury layoffs they've done well so far but then bowling to the batsman of the caliber of kohli and ab devilliers is a completely different ball game because say uh, devilliers smacks nagarkoti for a couple of sixes and then the youngsters could, could get easily rattled and after that you don't know what's going to come out of him and so guys like ab could just brutalize uh, such youngsters and maybe so vastly experienced so on that context i think um, this is rcb's game to me they are the favorites to win this game right and you could see how they sorely miss narayan right so in an ipl poll question uh, they asked if wickets or economy uh, which is more important mm-hmm. and a lot of cricket pundits stressed on how economy is important in t20 it's it's just not mm-hmm. about uh, you know i mean it's really good to take wickets but sometimes when you dry up runs uh, the dot mm-hmm. ball pressure it adds on uh, to the team so i think that is where narayan comes into play and uh, he's so important uh, during the death overs so i think uh, kkr will be hoping that sunil narayan is back but uh, i agree with you and i i too pick rcb going by the form as well how the team has clicked how they have performed as a team i think i i also pick rcb so sydney any closing thoughts uh, how do you uh, see the next week unfolding uh, how are you geared up for the second half of ipl uh, what do you what are the things you expect well i expect the same entertainment what is uh, the tournament is given for us in the first half because we all knew that when we didn't even know whether the tournament is going to start off and then and it took off and took off in blazing fashion with some couple of high speed run chases we saw two super overs as well so it was a perfect start for the tournament and now the tournament is slowly maturing and i was as i was talking about the pitches are settling in quite well the bowlers are settling in quite well scores of 160 170 are quite competitive and this one uh, quite challenging as well so 
and also we've seen the uh, teams dominate i mean mumbai is the only heavyweight that has looked played like heavyweights uh, csk the other the heavyweight as i was saying i have not really played like that and there are quite a lot of other contenders as well for the playoff spot and if uh, kings 11 punjab are not able to beat rcb they will be still stuck on two points this means that kings 11 punjab could be the only team that might not make the playoffs but if csk can manage even over there so you literally have about six to seven teams vying for those four player spots and that is what the league wants you know because uh, until the last day teams not been assured of uh, who's going to capture the four so in that race for the playoff i think next week is going to be very very crucial and we spoke about these games how these wins are very very important for the respective teams so i expect a really good strong competitive action uh, coming forward in the upcoming week from ipl right so more entertainment and uh, more good cricket right uh, one thing that amazed me was uh, despite the bio bubble despite the protocols playing in empty stadiums these mm-hmm. players have produced really amazing cricket and uh, even for us for that matter like uh, when i watch these old uh, cricket videos it's really mm-hmm. nice to see the atmosphere the packed stadium but every day at 7 between 7:30 and midnight i still enjoy the action so that means that uh, this is the ipl that we always uh, wanted to see so let's hope for more good matches and uh, this is me vivek mv and sunikiran signing off and uh, we'll be back with more analysis and uh, more banter more talks uh, on cricket and ipl uh, thank you sydney thank you so much thank you vivek see you next week